Kiara, Nihao, and Hello. Welcome to the Cherry Journal podcast. I'm your host, Camilla Yang. My guest today is Monica Tong. Monica was born in China and raised in New Zealand. She spent eight years in the finance industry in New Zealand and Australia before she turned to her passion for art and design. She studied and practiced as a multimedia artist in Los Angeles and currently lives in London. We talk about Monica's artistic journey and philosophy, stereotypes, changing careers, and many more. I hope you enjoy this episode and don't forget to check out Monica's amazing work. Okay, let's start from the terminology of chiwi, because not many people know what it means. <laughs> Can you explain from your point of view what's chiwi and how do you define the characteristic? Of chewy. I don't know if it's correct to say that you invented that term <laughs> when I first come across it because we use hashtags in Instagram. And then I was like, oh, actually, that's a perfect term to describe our identity, for example. Because um, before what is widely understood is we're Kiwi Asian, that kind of included all the Asian people mm. in um, New Zealand or from New Zealand. Chinese Kiwi are also a particular group of people who come from China and lived in New Zealand and perhaps are still living in New Zealand. But some of us, um, like us, have been further exploring the rest of the world. (laughs) So, yeah, I think uh, people who have experienced and lived and perhaps some have worked in China which means that we have carried our part of the cultural identity who are Chinese and who have been educated and culturally ex- influenced in, in Chinese culture, as well as who have studied and worked in New Zealand. Yeah, I think Chiwis are, from my narrow understanding, very adventurous, <laughs> very hardworking, and keen to take on the world, like keen to try everything, really. But everything we try, we try to like be our best and just work hard at it. I don't know if it's a very biased <laughs> representation because of the limited amount of people that we know and also just speaking from ourselves, my own perspective. Yeah, because I know you are very adventurous. You live <laughs> in China, New Zealand, Australia, America, and now in the UK. So tell me what motivates you move around and explore the world? That probably is partially coming from the Kiwi culture. When young people finish university Mm -hmm. or even some before university, they do like a gap year. You see a lot of young Kiwis around the world that are doing their um, working holiday or their gap year experience. For me, it's kind of a, a thing that even from university, I wanted to try out, like, I wanted to see the rest of the world. I want to be on working holiday. And that just sounds very cool. I, I think it's like a part of the culture, I guess. I can see that more and more younger generation in China having the similar experience or part of their plan rather than everything is in our like older days, probably it's very strictly planned that you go through this structured education and then you go to university and then you find jobs and then you get married and have kids. And that's probably what the society expects of you. And coming to New Zealand and also having lived in Australia, there are similarities um, towards this working holiday or like a gap year that people do before they settle down, before they decide on their career or their future plan. Some people wanted to experience to see the rest of the world and um, wanted to uh, experience a different lifestyle before you make choice. It's very beneficial for, for me. But of course, a lot of people who probably have traveled a bit and then got a good job and then they settled down and some people just carried on like, like <laughs> me <laughs> so definitely when I was in New Zealand I was like okay Australia is the close closest yeah. countries to go so I went to Australia um, for my first master's in finance 
Um, mm-hmm. That was my previous career and previous degree. And then I traveled Australia while I was there, I traveled all the Pacific Islands. And then um, for work uh, reasons, I, I moved back to New Zealand and then got stuck in corporate banking for a while. <laughs> <laughs> because we used to live on an island, people's curiosity always like look out was like when they look for places to travel is always quite far, like Europe and America. Yeah. Take us 24 hours to fly from New Zealand here. <laughs> to, to anywhere. Yeah, <laughs> anywhere significant <laughs> with a big piece of land. I think in New Zealand, the, the working culture is good that we promote work-life balance. We also promote any curriculums that is outside of your job. So uh, linking to right now, uh, many of the Olympians, of New Zealand Olympians, they all have full-time jobs. They were lawyers, real estate agents. Um, they all have full-time jobs. And similar in my previous working um, environment, people who work with me in the bank um, also play for black caps, also play for um, a lot of Olympic sports, the Ironman, golfing, water polo, mm-hmm. rowing. It's, it's a culture and a country that promotes those um, it's not just about your job and those either hobbies or <laughs> professions outside of your job. It's also um, hugely encouraged. Mm-hmm. I think that's why probably people work harder and more efficient at their job. And then they have the, the time and resources to do whatever they are also passionate about outside of their jobs. There are many roles that people play and similar to me, I was trying to find my other passions and also uh, what interests me and take it further just other than hobby level. So that kind of encouraged myself to search around the art world. Um, At that particular time, I I, um, attended adult class in the evening and that was kind of the beginning of my ceramic journey. Yeah. as being an artist <laughs> at that time I was just doing it as a hobby um, mm-hmm. while I was working every year obviously work is like as a banker is pretty stressful and also um, mm. take a lot of your time true and also there are like networking events after work so <laughs> <laughs> keep you busy <laughs> yeah so like I took every possible um, opportunity to travel and of course, four weeks of leave, paid leave, is quite generous compared to a lot of other countries. But it's not enough for me. <laughs> so I wanted to take longer leave for really like seeing the world not from an eye of a tourist, but more uh, having more in-depth understanding of how other people live, what's their lifestyles like, what is their uh, living environment, um, what struggle they face, what do they enjoy about a particular city where they mm-hmm. um, decided to live or migrate to. I think I just have like huge passion in, in, in that. Uh, of course, like seeing the incredible landscape that are so different everywhere else. Bear in mind, like New Zealand have one of the world's most wonderful places with the beautiful landscape, but... You want to see some difference. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So say, for example, the national parks in America, each of them are so unique and you just feels uh-huh. like you are on Mars. <laughs> you know, like... So things, different. Yeah. yeah, things like that just amaze you and also like the nature just make you so humbled in front of them. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, in, in in finance, you feel like, or people make you feel like you're very important mm-hmm. um, because you're in charge of their money. <laughs> and also you're in charge of, your, you know, the future growth of the company and whether they're supported enough to, like, achieve their goals. And sometimes you just feel like if I stop working, the world may stop <laughs> because of that. And it's not true. So I tried to like take myself out of that lens just to see the world in a, in a bigger picture and to understand how we should um, appreciate and treasure the, the nature has offered for us and also how we can look after it. So it's less like human-centered world, I guess. It's the importance of us finding the balance. 
So when you move to America, what makes you decide to pick up ceramics as your major? Then go all in to create art in this area. It wasn't a straightforward、uh, decision. It wasn't. I knew what I wanted to do, so I actually took a leave without pay. Companies in New Zealand are very supportive of,、uh, additional to what I was mentioned. So when you decide on either you wanted to travel the world for one year, or if you wanted to try a completely different field, you are allowed to take leave without pay up to I think normally one year or two years, depending on how.、Um, How long have you been working for that company? Yeah, yeah. So my boss at that time approved eighteen months. Actually, was very generous、oh, wow. of him. That's great. Yeah. He said, "You're still young. The world is your oyster, and try whatever you want to <laughs>、yeah. do, explore, and just leave no regrets." I was really yeah appreciating that decision, and I was supported in、yeah. that way. So I decided to give myself a year at first to figure out what I really wanted to do with that、mm-hmm. time, and with the backup support that my company still like, I still have a role in the company, and if I decided to go back any time, so that is like the financial backup and also the guarantee、mm-hmm. sort of security net for me. That I don't have to worry too much, and then I, because it's a very unknown world that I'm entering, and I had no previous experience、yeah. in any like foundational art-related experience. <laughs> I went to LA and then studied quite a general、uh, studio arts degree, and that covers all the foundational classes such as art history, drawing. Design and a lot of like working with materials like jewelry making, metalwork, woodworking, ceramics,、um, as well as painting. Painting materials like oil painting, watercolor,、um, acrylic, charcoal. You know all these like、cool. material that are very very new to me. And I actually first picked interior design, and I thought you know I like beautiful spaces. I like、um, you know decorating my own. Own places when I was working during the weekends, I always go out like just window shopping for interior, and that was something that's really pleasing to do. And when I studied for it, for me, it's kind of like a combination of engineering and art. It's like using both of your brain that you have to like be very calculative on numbers as well as being. Visually、mm-hmm. competent for、uh, colors and spatial arrangements. I finished that really quickly and thought that was not enough because my professors were actually very famous architects. They are like doing architects. Probably they work with some like suppliers that do、um, the styling, the interior styling. So those people who don't do anything structural. But with my first、um, study, it was、mm-hmm. very like you have to to learn all the、um, design and the structural kind of side of things, and I thought that's very rational. <laughs> that's, that's not arty <laughs> enough for me. Yeah.、Um, but first, that was kind of like a stepping stone. Yeah, it was a, a e- easy way in, and then. Because under the influence of my professor, he was an architect as well as an art historian.、Ah. So he really encouraged me to study art history.、Mm. And since then, I fell into this black hole of what <laughs> is so called the art world, like paintings, any like forms of visual arts. It was just so interesting, and I feel like, okay,、wow. I haven't got enough time to study all of those. At that time, I decided to like just leave my previous career behind and just go further into into the study of fine art. So you、um, apply for the Royal College of Arts in London. Yeah, yeah.、Um, so I studied a year further at the previous college, Pasadena City College,、um, to like kind of enhance my、uh, foundation around art.、Mm. At that time, I was also doing ceramics. And painting, and I had to make the decision:、um, which media do I feel strongly about to apply for further study, which is my、um, second master. I think ma-、uh, material-wise, ceramic is 
the material that is much more direct. Uh, well, before firing, it's called clay, and after firing, it's called ceramics. So a lot of people are like, yeah. oh, clay and ceramics, um, what's the difference? So, yeah, working with clay is very direct, and also it's a material that really, since human society formed, existed in our entire history, is a material that has been um, worked with, and we are very familiar yeah. with it. And yet it has still a lot of possibilities that people are trying to explore um, every day. So I feel it's a very humbled material. It's very versatile. It's very flexible, forgiving, and it, you can make beautiful things out of it. I believe people who um, work with clay, like me, have this kind of sense of, I don't know, time traveling <laughs> when you... Um, when you work with the material, when you touch the material, it just sings to your senses um, on a different level. And you feel like, oh, people who, you know, from the thousands of years ago have worked sim in similar way um, as we do today. And when I go to the museums everywhere in the world, I see their uh, ceramic collections that is documented, like, say, 3,000 years ago. Mm the forms that they make and the, the patterns that they created on the surface is just so stunning. And you're, you feel like your soul's being touched by yeah. people who are, you know, over thousands of years ago. So it's kind of like indescribable feeling. I'm still in love with like multi-media uh, like kind of practice, but this is the main media that I work with um, because of that reason. I see. Yeah, I remember I read one of your thesis on time, space. Mm -hmm. I just feel like you combine the Eastern philosophy and some Japanese wabi-sabi philosophy together to your artwork. So where do you get your inspiration? I call this material, I also it's a, it's a very important material to me, um, Clay, is that I think it's my teacher. It has been, this material has been teaching me a lot during the past five years when I first kind of slowly moved out of my previous career to this new career. Beforewards, I wanted to, like most people probably, wanted to take control of your life, take control of every single thing. Hopefully you want things to be going as you planned. And you want to be a perfectionist. I don't know how much um, of being a Virgo that adds to that. <laughs> um, but I just want everything to be in control, to go as I planned, yeah. to be exactly what I wanted to be, which was probably a good thing in my previous profession. But um, to a certain level, it is impacting my well-being, my physical and also my mental health. So... Working with clay, as many people, if you have experienced this material, that is not going to go wherever you wanted it to be going at the first <laughs> place. Yeah, so many uncertainties. Yeah, That I wanted to write a book about a thousand ways to go wrong in ceramics. <laughs> <laughs> but if you, you haven't should, yeah. um, taken a hobby class or... Uh, haven't experienced ceramics in your life, I strongly encourage you to do that. Just, you know, take a take a evening class or like a weekend taster class to feel the um, to feel the material, to feel how it's responding to you. And um, it actually taught me how to learn from it, how to listen to it, how to be responsive of it, of its behavior and of its quality. Um, and then work mm -hmm. together with the material and show its personalities. It may sound weird because you're kind of personal, personalizing the object that you're making, but mm -hmm. that's how I was taught by my first ceramic professor who is a Japanese-American artist. Ah, I see. So she yeah. has probably consciously or subconsciously embedded a lot of her philosophy into... The teaching and definitely like when I was first working on the wheel um, the pottery wheel or throwing wheel you won't get a good result and things won't center for you because mm. it requires a lot of practice and it requires a lot of um, a different mindset 
at first, the, the first half year when I was making most of my work are not centered. So they're all like wobbly. Okay. And I was so disappointed and I was kind of discouraged. And my professor told me, as long as you are the center of your universe. And that kind of gave me a wake up call. What does that mean? In the center of your own universe? Does it mean that you are self-centered? Does it mean that you're selfish? Does it mean that <laughs> everything goes around you? No, it actually doesn't like as, as it sounds. doesn't mean as it sounds. So I was like sitting on it for a while and I was thinking about that is if you have find your center, everything else around you doesn't really matter. Like anything um, that's going around you external factors doesn't really affect you. So I think that's a really good philosophy for mm. my early career being an artist is that we are so afraid of what's happening around us being against our way. So for example, your bus was late and then your you know your your train was canceled or mm. um applications that you do you get rejected and <laughs> And we are just so being acceptance of like things are not going right for you. And as long as you find your own center, then it doesn't really matter. As long as you're healthy, yeah. as long as the people who you care for are around you and are healthy, um, are happy, um, then everything else doesn't really matter. Like things, external factors doesn't really affect you. Mm -hmm. So I think that's probably sending me onto the right path of being mindful, being self-cared and also like being really happy and true to my own passion and true to my own goal of what, what I wanted to do and where mm -hmm. I wanted to go and like letting the external voice or external noise that is always around us being like secondary. So hence, you know, similar uh, philosophy around the uh, Taoism that it's about finding the right balance. It's not about any power that is dominating. And then also the wabi-sabi about having, uh, giving space and time to, to an object in, in beauty rather than a very subjective way of you are making something that is beautiful. Seeing the imperfectness out of... Um, out of anything that is really like teaching us be appreciative of of life in general being appreciative of you know just a wild nature that could could be just you know wildflowers by the um, riverbanks rather than a really well-planned garden yeah that could be also another form of art but appreciating like the everyday object at the everyday life it's very important as part of my practice. You also answered my next question. <laughs> like how do you deal with self-doubt? Because, you know, before you're working in the bank, you, you have done a lot of achievements. But uh, when you step into a new industry, there must be a lot of um, things you can't control and everything is new to you. And you probably lost your confidence. Many, many times. Yeah. <laughs> I still like I'm just talking about from a personal perspective I feel mm -hmm. um, myself being a female have added on to that and I'm not saying that it's a disadvantage but it's just something that I have been aware of a lot of artists that I know have very harsh self-criticism <laughs> <laughs> I totally understand <laughs> and um, any anyone who are creative anyone who are um, entrepreneurial who are pioneer in any field probably all have experienced self-doubt and also whether you are strong enough to deal with it. Otherwise, you can be easily defeated. As, as I was saying, like before you have the external noise and at the same time, you also have the internal noise. The internal noise is like the negative part of you debating with the positive part of you. Yeah. <laughs> um, you probably like have days like me that um, early days in, in my change of careers. Today is great. I'm doing, 
I'm doing great things. I'm creating art. I'm doing these unbelievable things that I couldn't do before. I know how to paint. I know how to、um, throw on the wheel. I know how to make a beautiful object. And then, second, the evilness come out from your negative self and goes that this is not perfect. This is not nice. You know, you see a little like kind of dent in your object that you accidentally knocked in, and you feel like. I'm trash, <laughs> you know. Like、um, I used to be able to take control of of everything in my、yeah. life, and I used to be recognized for it, highly paid for it. And now you are doing all this hard work for nothing. The noise sometimes goes like you are never be able to sell your work. You won't be able to make any money. You can't even make a living and support、mm. yourself from your art and. If you are a good artist, you probably are gonna starve, and <laughs> if you are a great artist, you'll be famous after you die. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, like things like that, it's just things I have to deal with、um, most of the time、um, in in my early career. And sometimes I just don't have the courage to pick up what I wanted to do for the day. It takes a long time for. Myself to learn how to accept that part of yourself,、mm-hmm. yeah. and I think towards anything or any challenges that you wanted to overcome, you probably first step is that you're aware of it happening. Some people probably criticize themselves being perfect and not awareing that it's very harmful to yourself, and also then you don't know how to. Learn how to deal with it, finding ways to deal with it. So first, I think I'm speaking for、um, many female that I know is that we are. It's it's good that we have this self reflective system, which means that we can be more adaptable and more agile to changes. But also means that、um, we need to. Take care of that part of ourselves, and just not to be so harsh. Focus more on the small achievement rather than the gaps that need to be improved. Focus、mm-hmm. on the steps forward, fast or slow. You are moving towards your goal, and that's good enough. And you know the rest is you, if you know that you are doing the best as you can.、Um, the rest is is leading to. The time and the opportunities、yeah. that are out of our control, you know, things will come your way, and the universe will work for you at some point. I am hugely encouraged by my fellow colleagues that who I work with are, you know, single moms carrying huge more family opportunity, uh, uh, family uh, responsibilities, as well as changing their career, being an artist, and be more. Hopefully, from what they've learned,、um, to change more people's life in terms of teaching、mm-hmm. other、um, female to be more focused on their、uh, well-being and focus on their self-balance between、um, their responsibilities and really just how to live for yourself, how to be happy, and the benefit of that is not just for you; it's for the Your family is for your kids, so I learned hugely and encouraged huge, hugely by them. And I was, you know, I have no other responsibilities apart from <laughs> myself. And、yes. why can't I do that? Yeah. So I think I'm still, I'm still on the the journey of of learning. I can't, I can't really say that. Oh, I have mastered it. <laughs> I have no self doubt at all. <laughs> But I just wanted.、Yeah. People to know that it's okay to、um, have self criticism and have self doubt, but don't let that overtake what you can achieve. Because everyone is different. Everyone is powerful in their own way.、Yeah. You you can find your own niche to、um, see what you can offer the world, and you may have multiple talents. Focus on what you what you can offer rather than what you don't have,、um, and I think it's a kind of the number one rule in being happy, right? Focus on what you have and not what you don't have. Yeah, appreciate. So, do do you still remember when did you sell your first artwork and what's your feelings 
back then? Oh my gosh,、um, it was indescribable. <laughs> like I was so over the、yes. moon. I was like, really, someone is. Is happy to own one of my piece, <laughs> and they paid for it. <laughs> it sounds really naive.、Uh, it just sounds very,、um, I don't know. It's, I, I don't know if it's because of. I don't think it's because of the money. It's more kind of like a recognition. Yeah,、um, I see. Yeah. Yeah. In my previous job, I was really highly paid, and you know, company gave me like. <laughs> Paid holidays and cars and you know like all those monetary rewards, financial reward, yeah, yeah. <laughs> material rewards.、Um, also, like I was really appreciative. I was really happy, but it's not comparable to like I sold my first piece for like twenty dollars.、Yeah. You know, <laughs> <laughs>、um, yeah. I I couldn't analyze that. I I have. Maybe some psychology major people can help me with with their <laughs> professional knowledge. What does that mean? Does it mean self realization? Does it mean achievements that's beyond、uh, physical or or material award or satisfaction?、Um, is is that the highest needs of、yeah. Maslow's hierarchy? Is that what it actually means? I I think people may find different ways of achieving that. Like, I was chosen to be an artist. Maybe I was chosen to be a ceramicist in that regards, and I just feels like I'm the most free in working with clay, and it helped me to、um, search my inner self and better understanding myself and the connection to the world.、Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I was so happy. I I couldn't. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't describe、um, anything that's beyond、yeah. that.、Mm. So you know, <laughs> we all we all born in、um, Chinese family, and the、mm. sometimes we do get the peer pressure from the society and from the family. So, what's your family's reaction when you gave up the your finance career and、uh, become an artist? I read your book. <laughs> It's、um, really a, a true reflection of what all of us have experienced.、Um, I won't say all of us because I do know very few friends who、mm. have been supported by their family because of their、um, art career or. Very, very few, and I won't say it's easy for them. I'm not saying that they're taking it for granted either.、Mm-hmm. You know, there are historical reasons, and I don't blame any of them. But mainly from like a cultural perspective, and historical reasons having、mm-hmm. you know war and uncertainties and、um, change of social structures, and I'm trying to understand. A bit more of that because I'm Chinese, and I wanted to know, for the benefit of me doing art,、um, how can that be impactful for the future Chinese students or Chinese、um, young artists or young people, just the future generations, really?、Um, how important it is to be creative and innovative, challenge the status quo. I'm happy to see more changes towards the the better、yeah. ways of、uh, appreciating art and learning、um, a different way of seeing through a creative practice.、Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's like whether it's in the school system or outside of the school、uh, curriculum is is important, and I think it has to come from parents because when we were little,、um, how much do we know? You know, we only know how to play with、mm-hmm. with sand, with you know,、uh, Play-Doh or whatever. And then we have this urge to create, right? And we have this curiosity about searching the world, searching, finding our own understanding of what's around us.、Um, of course, like parents from my,、mm-hmm. our times are like, <laughs> from my time is like, study is the most important thing. You have.、Um, Probably a, a handful of choices to be a doctor, which my mom was a doctor, so that she wanted me to be a medical doctor. 
And then um, <laughs> my dad, who's an entrepreneur, but funny enough, he wanted be, he wanted me to be a lawyer. Oh, okay. <laughs> or a property lawyer for very specific reasons. <laughs> Um, and yeah, so like very limited expectations to be like successful, really, like to be highly regarded in the society. And I don't think it's any, any single one's fault, but it's really the society's expectations of us being successful as being um in one of those profession. And of course, I still like have huge respect for healthcare workers of um, medical doctors who are really pushing the boundaries mm. in their own fields to um, in this current situation in, in any, you know, hu- human history that are working in their fields to for the benefit of wider um, human society, you know, like for people really, like, I don't think people who are in that field are solely for the money or for the the social status but it's not for everyone so I I personally think that we are people we are individuals we all have very individual personalities and we cannot be like a machine-made product that just going through the same system going through the same machine and made us into this abcd kind of characters right so i think of course it's like down to the education system people who work in that field to challenge and to improve that system to be better and i hope that we are not like mm-hmm. measured on a very specific terms of you're a good student, you're a bad student, you are successful in, you know, because you get 100% in your exams. I won't say that the the social pressure is going to go away because um, people compare just, (laughs) I don't know, in general, like the root problem of yourself being unhappy is that um, you compare to, you use what you don't have to compare to other people. You don't use what you have to compare to other people. And then you're like, oh, I need more. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the desire. Yeah, Yeah, the desire of um, the unfulfilled, um, the unfulfilled desire, really, Mm -hmm. um, is the root problem of of people nowadays are are less happy and and created all sorts of like um, unhealthy impact on, on yourself. And on the society. Mm-hmm. But for me, my I wouldn't say it's a solution. I, I, I can only say that it's kind of like a motivation for me to, again, show my family that I can possibly make a living um, in this field. Um, and the only, only way to challenge it is to be creative. <laughs> To challenge the the society, to to challenge their traditional thinking of this is a really you know poorly paid job. I think over time it has been my fifth year of of changing my career, and I think they're slowly changing their mind. And also, I think it's it's a gradual thing. My mom started to go to museums and galleries, oh, wow. um, and I think that's a huge step forward. For yeah, and also like. Backing uh, back to our previous um, topic, when you find the center for yourself, the things around you slowly move towards you know where you want it to be. Like it may take time because if you are happy doing what you truly passionate about, people can feel that energy and people can feel um, the benefit of that. It's kind of like yeah. the side effect and the ripples of you know a stone in the water. That, <laughs> that yeah. kind of philosophy, you know, the w- ripple effect that goes outside of what you're truly wanted to do um, is very positive. Exactly. So. Yeah. Let's play another stereotype game. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're in our early 30s yeah. and you know what society put on the pressure for women like us. Mm. So how do you confront this pressure? Like, Because you know in Chi- Chinese culture, if you are 
thirties, you are not married, not have babies. You are like, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So how do you facing this kind of challenge? Yeah, I think more and more people these days are, are like us. I won't mm-hmm. say in either way it's good or bad because there are still like health benefits if you give birth to pe- uh, to children in a younger age. But I think because of the society is changing and also our longevity in, in lifespan is changing uh, physically and also, you know, um, socially, um, there are more things we can do um, in a lifetime, which means that probably a big number of female are not going to focus on having kids in a younger age. It's, it's a huge thing in Asian culture, but I also have find some similarities um, in, in people that I know are from a European background. Um, it really depends on like where they com- their, their family is coming from. Mm-hmm. But it is a very social, like a big social issue um, in Chinese culture. And where, where we came from, really, like if you're not married in your 30s and if you're not giving birth before 40, you're like... You're down. <laughs> you're over. Yeah, you're done. Your life is over, which is really, really sad. You know, because there are people like us who wanted to challenge the status quo and wanted to live for our own life, and there are more and more people like us, it's not just... We're not just a minority now, Um and it's kind of like a, a trend in the society that people wanted to focus more in their career, in their um, own passion, and wanted to achieve more. And um, I think the society should encourage for that because there are so many different ways of living because of the variety of human I don't know what to call us. We are maybe a one species. You know, just the variety um, that makes this world much more interesting. Um, Mm -hmm. So one thing against like the physical health thing that I've done is I, I froze, I decided to freeze my eggs before I come to Royal College of Arts to do my two-year Master of Arts um, education. Then I can have the option mm-hmm. of having kids later mm. and also it gives me a peace of mind to um, really just focus on my research, focus on my study rather than anything else. It really has, um, it really has given me uh, a peace of mind that I don't have to think about it um, because of the evolution of technology Again, thanks to you know people who work really hard in the in the medical field, are stretching the possibilities of the you know the physical um, restrictions of being human. So I think taking advantage of that have given me more options and opportunities in the future. So how do you define success? I wanted to read you one of my favorite pieces. This okay, is sure. the a piece of writing that I found. I couldn't remember the name of the book, but it is on the um, like the intro page of the book that I have found just before I took a leap of faith and moved to Los Angeles for my first part of my um, change of my career mm-hmm. study into the art world. And I call that probably the, the fate because I, I come across to this piece of writing. At that time, I was 27. I was, you know, getting close to the age of 30. And I was wanting to know what, you know, what is the whole purpose of us living and what is success really means. Like we want to live for a reason and then we want to be success. And there are so many ways to dis- define success but this piece of writing so far is still my favorite it's by Ralph um, Wando Emerson you probably have come across to this before he's he's a very famous um, um, writer and a philosopher so the whole piece goes to laugh often and much to win the respect of intelligent people and the affection of children 
to earn the appreciation of honest critics and endure the betrayal of false friends. To appreciate beauty, to find the best in others, to leave the world a bit better, whether by a healthy child, a garden patch, or a redeemed social condition. To know even one life has breathed easier because of you have lived. This is to have succeeded. So beautiful. So I think it's a beautiful piece of writing. It is, yeah, indeed, yeah. So I just feel like you know, myself being an artist right now, if my practice have, you know, have a slight ripple effect,、uh, a positive impact on even just a single person that I have. Encountered of my or or my art piece have encountered some people、mm-hmm. um, having like a positive change、yeah. in their life and maybe just a slight change in the perspective of seeing the world is very you know successful to me already. I'm not saying not to dream big because big dreams come from small steps. As long as we are all doing what we can, truly just. You know,、um, to ourselves, to our own passion, and I think that success, that happiness, that come from the success, can benefit many, many others. Yeah, I remember when you were in the market, and some people walk walk by, and when they look at your artwork, and I can see their the staring eyes, and they are so happy. Think, yeah, your work do. Uh, impact the individual lives. Yeah. Currently,、um, beside my own practice, making works for for shows and exhibitions, I also teach people who are in people who are affected by dementia, as well as、um, sometimes I teach children. Yeah, just because of、um, for for children, I I love their you know the raw energy, the curious, the curiosity that come you、mm-hmm. know with that age, and also just. Everything interests them, and and the way that they see the world is very interesting.、Um, and we all came from that stage, and many of us have forgotten、um, how to see the world with the curious eyes. So that's the one reason I love to、um, work with children. And then another way、um, that I work with、um, elderlies are because they have lived a long life. M- many of them have experienced many different things. And at that age of of life, what you see, what you treasure the most, are the the things that really matters the most. After a whole, you know, a good sixty, seventy years、um, of experience,、mm-hmm. and、um, especially people who are affected by dementia, it is really sad to to see the way they lost their cognitive. Cognition and their senses, really the、um, the memories、mm-hmm. and the senses. But when they comes to clay, when they come to like this quite raw material, they still have a really great sense of pleasure out of it. And that, in a way, it's a therapy. To I hope through my practice is to slow down.、Um, The impact of、uh, dementia, of course,、um, still so far in the medical field, it says that this disease is not、um, not curable. You cannot improve. You、mm. cannot in, you cannot cure it.、Um, I hope in the near future it can,、um, but through you know、um, art therapy, that we can slow down the process and we can give them more better quality、uh, of life.、Um, For the you know for the rest of their limited time,、yeah. um, and the impact on themselves and on the family who are uh, uh, affected by this disease, it's、mm. quite rewarding for me. Like from my observation, it's very rewarding. Yeah, I think art is a magical. It reminds me 
my grandpa suffered from um, dementia before he died, mm. but he still mm. remember how to play piano, how to write a poem, and he, mm. he yeah, he enjoyed it so much. Yeah, we just uh, yeah, lovely to see him still playing piano, although he forgot everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that really comes down to I won't say that's my definition, but like it's it's the. The definition of of success that has impacted me the most so far is、mm. to have these kind of positive、um, change on on people's living condition and also、um, yep. to even just to find that out, you know, like just like you said, how much your grandpa has enjoyed music、mm. in his life is probably really one of the most important thing that he he loved about. Living about life,、yeah. so I think that's really, really beautiful. That's cute. Last question: What's your ideal day look like? Oh, ideally, if is <laughs> if there is nothing to worry, yes, <laughs> no chores, any probably just the you know the daily routine, the the chores and everything else. I probably will be very happily. Waking up in the morning with full energy and just delve into my work. Really, like hopefully one day I have a studio that is close to my home, and to start working with with clay. And when I am、uh, tired or wanted to take a break,、mm-hmm. I can take a walk in in nature. Yeah, and just to really breathe and live life and be creative. And hopefully, yeah, just have my more of my work seen、um, by people, and and that will be great. Cool. So, where can people find your art? Um, can they buy online? Or yeah, so I have been、uh, showing some of my、uh, work online, and also there are some physical shows,、um, thanks to the improved、um, conditions so far that we are allowed to have physical shows. Yeah, we can put the link underneath, and. Yes, people yes. can、um, have a look and understand、um, more background about my practice. Great. Okay. Thank you so much, Monica, for your time. Oh, thank、yeah. you. It's a pleasure chatting to you, Camilla. All the best. See ya. <laughs> Same to you. Bye.